Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as a part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Tom Barber and I am an extension weed scientist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. If you pay any attention to social media or read popular press articles, you may have heard or read about the recent finding of glufosinate-resistant populations of Palmer amaranth, commonly called pigweed, in Arkansas. Today I will be discussing key management points for growers or consultants to be thinking about prior to making their weed control program decisions for this upcoming season. Many of these you've probably already heard before, but they bear worth uh, repeating. First, let's get one thing straight. Glufosinate or Liberty resistance is not widespread at this time. Currently, we have confirmed three separate populations, two in Mississippi County and one in Crittenden County. Likely, there are other fields out there that contain population or populations of pigweed that have some levels of resistance to glufosinate. But this issue is not widespread by any means at this time. In addition, we know that pigweed populations that are resistant to group 15 herbicides, specifically metolachlor, have also been identified in isolated areas. But both the metolachlor resistance and the glufosinate resistance, let me repeat, are not widespread at this time. They are both found, though, in northeast Arkansas. In addition, pigweed resistance to PPO herbicides, such as Flexstar, Valor, or Sharpen, has become more and more prevalent over the last couple of years, especially in northeast Arkansas again. But statewide resistance to PPO herbicides is still not as widespread as what we see with glyphosate or Roundup resistance at this time. In addition, I've spoken with my counterpart, Larry Steckel, recently, and he tells me that dicamba resistance has been confirmed across the river in Tennessee. So after only three seasons following the release of the dicamba technology, uh, resistance has been identified and confirmed in a neighboring state. Again, I feel like a broken record, but this continues to drive home the point that relying on a single herbicide mode of action post-emergence is not the answer for pigweed. A systematic approach is needed. It is, though, very important to know what herbicides will or won't work on the pigweed populations on your farm. However, regardless of which resistance you think you might have, uh, the following five key points or recommendations still apply. And if you don't think you have PPO, metolachlor, or glufosinate resistance at this time, it is still critical that you follow these key points, rotate your herbicide modes of action to reduce the selection pressure uh, from any single herbicide group. All right, so again, five key points here. Regar this is gonna be regardless of crop planted. Now, some herbicides that I mentioned will be specific to crop, but regardless of crop that we plant, number one thing we need to make sure and do is start cleaning. And so we can do that a couple different ways through tillage. Uh, most recently in our stale seedbed uh, systems, a lot of tillage is not an option. And so we need to start clean by using non-selective herbicides or a herbicide that is active on pigweed populations at planting. 
The most common herbicide used at planting is Paraquat or Gramoxone. Uh, second most common is probably Dicamba, uh, where we're planting extend crops or extend uh, technology. So either Paraquat or Dicamba at planting to make sure that we are clean and getting started on a good, uh, good note there. Point number two, residual herbicides at planting with that uh, either Paraquat or Dicamba application. These are going to be your pre-emerge herbicides. Uh, what we found over the years with these multiple resistant populations is two pre-emerge herbicides are much better than one. Uh, so multiple is better. If we're in soybean, uh, we've said the last several years that metribuzin needs to be in that system up front with soybean. And again, that requires us to do our homework and make sure that our soybean cultivar that we're planting is tolerant to metribuzin. Uh, in the past, we've recommended a group 15 with that. Uh, but really, uh, if you're in a non-PPO resistant area, this could be a, a Valor or Flumioxazin that's mixed with metribuzin. The point is metribuzin belongs in the system for soybean. Uh, if we're in a cotton system, this is where Cotteran or Caparol or Diuron or Break uh, belong up front. Again, two of these are better than one. And continuously in our research, what we're seeing is a pint and a half of Cotteran followed with, or not followed with, but plus a pint of Break has been a Cadillac treatment on our lighter soils these last several years. So mixing two residuals instead of one up front is giving us better residual control of pigweed in both cotton and soybean. And again, this is regardless of the resistance levels uh, on your farm. You know, also, uh, we've talked about crop rotation before. So if we're rotating these fields to a corn uh, system, it may be a little easier uh, to manage these pigweed populations in corn, but we still need that upfront residual herbicide followed by a timely post, even in a corn system. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that bit out there uh, with this particular point. Uh, point number three, timely post applications. It doesn't matter if we're talking about an enlist system, a liberty system, or an extend system using dicamba. Pigweed size uh, is very important in terms of how successful we are in controlling that pigweed. Pigweed that are five inches or less are much easier to control regardless of the technology we're using than pigweed that are larger than five inches tall. And so, uh, and we've also said in the past that in the enlist system, being able to tank mix glufosinate with enlist one has also been very effective in one application controlling uh, our pigweed populations. Uh, but many times what we find if we miss it early, meaning we, we spray when the pigweed are too large, uh, we're going to miss those. And then sometimes when we come back with our second application, uh, we miss them as well. So that first application is critical in season-long pigweed control. We need that timely application post-emergence prior to pigweed getting much more than five inches. Uh, point number four, uh, use residuals with that post-herbicide application. And again, it doesn't matter which crop we're talking about here. Uh, most of our pigweed fighting is done in, in soybean, cotton, uh, corn, and peanut. Uh, so uh, using these residual posts or using these residuals post are uh, key in our overall management of pigweed. And we're talking about our group 15 herbicides here. So that's Anthem and Zidua, which contain peroxisulfone that's very effective on pigweed populations. 
Uh, this would include dual, outlook, or warrant. Now we mentioned earlier that uh, we have some group 15 resistance, specifically to metolachlor in scattered areas of the state, Northeast Arkansas. Uh, we have found on these populations that products like Anthem Residua or Outlook in that group 15 class seem to work better uh, on these metolachlor resistant populations than dual, which is metolachlor. So that makes sense. But uh, one thing's for sure, we, we need to rotate these where possible and use multiple of these with each of our posts. So we put one out early post, mid post, et cetera. And again, like I said, we have used them up front pre uh, with metribuzin in soybeans. And point number five would just be remove the escapes that we have towards the end of the season. Um, we know that a pigweed plant without competition may produce more than a million seed. In competition uh, with a crop more like between 100 and 300,000 seed. That's still a lot of seed. If we're ever going to get uh, over our pigweed issues, we're going to have to start focusing on the pigweed seed bank. Pigweed has one weakness that I've found, actually two. One is water, so if we're growing rice or rotating rice, we can usually flood them out. The second one is seed longevity. But, you know, pigweed's not going to survive much more than three or four years in the soil. And so if we can manage that seed soil bank, we'll be ahead the following year on our pigweed population. So whatever it takes, uh, removing those plants, rolling them from the field, uh, if we can mechanically move them, fine. But uh, we need to reduce the seed numbers going back to the seed bank uh, with these pigweed populations. So again, just to recap, we're going to start clean. We're going to use residual herbicides and we're going to use more than one. Uh, again, depending on the system, we're going to pair two residual herbicides together with either Gramoxone or Paraquat uh, or Dicamba at planting and extend crops. We're going to use timely post applications. We're going to time our posts before those pigweeds get bigger than five inches tall. Uh, we're going to use a residual with that post application. And then we're going to be back with our second post within a 14-day window. And a lot of times, 10 days may be better. It just depends on the kill or the, uh, the activity you get after your first application. Again, we're going to use those group 15 residuals with those post applications, and we're going to remove our escapes uh, following, or not following harvest, but prior to harvest, before they make uh, viable seed that uh, they rain down on the soil. So again, I thank you for listening today. Uh, we're always available. For, for questions, uh, phone or email, uh, join us next week as Dr. Jason Norsworthy will be discussing barnyard grass herbicide screening results and best control options for getting the jump on grass and sedge uh, in our rice crops. But I want to thank you for joining us uh, for this episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu.